Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress After Dark. I'm John Fugelsang. Welcome to the Love Fest. That is Tell Me Everything. For the next three hours, we're going to be coming at you with a lot of truth and some jokes and some great guests. A lot of people smarter than me and more attractive than me, and that counts on the radio. And, of course, uh, your calls all night long at 866-997-4748. There's a lot of evil, double-talking, jive rat bastards we need to put in their place. And since this is Two-Face Tuesday, we are going to be taking on hypocrites all night long. And we love you to be a part of it. Hello to all of the evil army of the night, everyone listening live here at What the Hell O'Clock, especially you nice folks on the West Coast where you can still see the sun. It's already Siberia here on the East Coast. And hello to everybody who listens uh, on demand or on the app or on the Fugelsang podcast the next day. We love you guys, too. We love your tweets and your emails and such. And you're always allowed to, you know, uh, cheat on your rerun some night and call in yourself. For the next three hours, we'll be coming at you with some of our favorite guests. Uh, Keith Price will be here later in the show. My comedy daddy, uh, Professor Harvey K will be back and he's been advising the Marianne Williamson campaign. So uh, let's let's see how it goes with Harvey. I'm always happy to have Professor K here. He is one of the most purely liberal guests we have ever had on the show. And he always manages to say the right things to uh, freak out the fascists and, and, and the moderates as well. Also, former executive director for Americans United for the Separation of Church and State, Reverend Barry Lynn, will be here very shortly because I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's a lot of fuckery afoot with the revoltingly fake Christians in this country, and we're going to be getting to a lot of it. Chris Hauselt, that's our executive producer. He's a fine man. He's punctual. He's caring. He's compassionate. He is running this thing out of South Carolina. The wonderful Thea Harper is running this show out of Brooklyn, and uh, glad you guys could be with us. It's a lot, a lot we got to get to. Uh, Joe Biden is telling donors and Netanyahu that Israel's battle plan for Gaza is eroding global support for their cause at lightning speed. The U.N. General Assembly passed a resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire to fighting on the Gaza Strip, and the U.S. were one of the 10 nations voting no. 23 nations abstained. You've probably heard President Vladimir Zelensky visited Washington, D.C. today, telling a gathering of senators and the president that if they keep on blocking military aid, it's going to make it a lot easier for Vladimir Putin to complete raping and mass murdering the country. Lindsey Graham said, next... U.S. Intel, by the way, estimates Russia has suffered 315,000 casualties. Imagine 315,000 of your troops gone in 
under two years, 87% of the military force Russia had prior to the invasion. Harvard President Claudine Gay will remain in office despite outrage over her rather evasive responses during a House hearing on anti-Semitism. They thought, well, as awful as her answers were, they're not as awful as Elise Stefanik. And the New York State Supreme Court has ordered a full redraw of this state's legislative district map, which most likely will help the Democrats take back the House by picking up a couple of seats. So there's a ton that we have to get to tonight with just the right guests, and I'm so glad you guys could be with us. Uh, All right, I think we're ready. Let's get to it. Keep Christ in Christmas. Well, okay, I hear that every year around this time. Keep Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Can we can we get him back in Christianity first? How about how about let's keep Christ in in conservative Christians first? Because we got to talk about Jesse Waters. You guys already know this guy on the Fox News, this waste of donor organs, Jesse Waters, this guy that Bill O'Reilly used to send him out with a crew to harass Democrats in the hallway of the Capitol. And later he went and did little racist uh, Chinese voices in Chinatown to make the racist happy. He admitted horrible things about his wife and his dog. And he's just a, a rotten human being. And he had the right combination of racism, meanness, ignorance and no talent for Fox to let him replace Tucker Carlson. And I'm here for it. I think it's great that Fox has finally found their right intellectual and moral level. But uh, this is special. I want to start off with this. In time for Christmas, Fox News host Jesse Waters, also known as Satan's butt plug, uh, has called for viewers to begin stigmatizing homeless people. I, I don't know how else to set this up. Give a listen. This is from Fox News. Gavin's now at maybe midfield, but he has to understand homelessness isn't about lack of affordable housing. It's about drug addicts that want to wander around and live in tents on the sidewalk. And so you can't coddle antisocial behavior. You can't subsidize antisocial behavior. You have to stigmatize it. You can't celebrate people with purple hair, with nose rings, four kids with four different men who are dressed like trash and make them out to be some sort of cutting edge heroes. You have to call them what they are. These are people that have failed in life and they're on their deathbed. And if we're not honest about it, we're never gonna fix this problem. Ooh, okay. Let's talk about what you just heard, shall we? First of all, uh, evil is real. And that was a clip from Jesse Waters' new Christmas album called Fuck You, Jesus, and Everything You Stand For. Oh, yeah. You know what? I I can understand why he would think Fox News viewers need to stigmatize the poor and the homeless, especially at Christmas time, because if you don't stigmatize them, you might wind up feeling empathy. And empathy means woke and woke is bad. And Fox is for racists who drool on the clicker. See, this is the dehumanization of people, like when Donald Trump calls his political opponents vermin. It's very Christ-like, I know, but this is what fascists do. They dehumanize people. They don't call the Christian refugees at our border undocumented immigrants coming here looking for work. or It's illegals. It's vermin. So this is how pro-life Fox News is. The Republican Christian Fox News demographic never skips a chance to prove they're the party of hate. They're the party of cruelty. I mean, we can say it all day and they can laugh at us for caring because liberals, ironically, are the ones who follow Jesus because Jesus was liberal and the people who killed Jesus weren't. And I'm sorry, but it's Christmas time. This is the Republican state in 2023. They don't want to pull a struggling person up. No, 
They want to push a struggling person down, take their dignity away, and then defecate on them. Punching down is all they have, because for weak men, punching down looks like strength. These guys are always, oh, America first, America first. No funding for Ukraine, it's America first. Oh, and by the way, fuck you, homeless. <laughs> Jesse Waters cannot comprehend, my friends, the thickness of the dildo karma will use to ride him in front of his children. Jesse Waters' heroes are Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump and Elon Musk. Jesse, your heroes are failures. You know what it says on the Statue of Liberty? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless. Tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. When are these right-wing people going to find a country and a religion that matches their values and leave this one? You know, uh, many of our homeless are American veterans who have come upon hard times, or as Jesse said, people with pink hair who have failed. This is what the Republican Party really thinks about the American people. They'll compliment you and flatter you when they want your vote. This is who they really are. A mother with a couple of kids who got evicted from the apartment while she lost her job due to downsizing. That's who Jesse Waters is here to stigmatize and crap on at holiday. You know what I support stigmatizing? I support stigmatizing right-wing bags of liquid crap like Jesse Waters. This is their morality at Christmas. There's no room at the inn, and you stay the fuck away from our manger. Remember when Jesus said the lepers about the lepers? These are people who failed in life and they're on their deathbed. No, morons. People who failed in life wind up becoming commentators on Fox News. Uh, and speaking of which, let's talk about Donald Trump. There's new merch. I hope you're excited. Donald's legal bills are getting higher and higher. And as you know... At least half of his legal bills are being paid with donor money from his Save America PAC. This is why the GOP is hurting. People aren't donating to the Republican National Committee like they used to. They're donating to Save America, not to Republican candidates. Donald Trump doesn't share that money with Republican candidates. Half of it goes to his campaign and half of it goes to the lawyers trying to keep him out of jail. And he needs the money. He was found guilty in, what, 17 criminal charges in New York? Tax fraud and conspiracy? He's already guilty. This trial right now is to decide what the damage will be. The damages will be huge. He's going to lose the corporation he inherited from his father. Meanwhile, in Florida, that judge just fined Trump nearly a million for all the frivolous lawsuits. And then the federal judge ruled that E. Jean Carroll's defamation lawsuit against Trump can proceed. She already won the first case, and she's already won this case, and he's defamed her again. Last time she got five million. This time she wants ten. Donald Trump needs cash, which is to say Donald Trump needs your cash, rubes. This is painful because every one of us probably has a cousin somewhere who will go for this. But in case you haven't heard, the former host of Celebrity Apprentice is selling pieces of the suit he wore when he surrendered to authorities in Fulton County, Georgia, and had his mugshot taken when he was indicted for his attempts to overthrow the results of America's Democratic election. Now he is selling more of his NFT digital trading cards. Remember when he had those NFTs earlier in the year and they were all of him, all sweaty-like and with a very toned and well-developed body and torso, and it's not gay at all that these homophobes bought him? I mean, they were softcore gay porn. I'm sorry. Have you seen these things? Well, uh, he's doing another round of the 
NFTs. But this time, this time, there's a special moron promo. If you buy 47 cards, 47 NFT cards, 47 pieces of air that only exist online. If you buy 47 of them, <laughs> I can't even. If you buy 47 of them, you will get a physical trading card that includes a one-inch piece of the suit Trump wore in his mugshot. Uh, how much are these cards? $99 each. If you buy 47 NFT fake cards for $99 each, you will get a piece of cardboard with a picture of him and a one-inch piece of the suit he wore. Morons, start spending your children's college fund. Here it is, his new ad. It's another round of NFTs, and this time, well, give a listen. Operators are standing by. I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from, the Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards, and we'll mail you each. a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit, believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're gonna get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids and grandchildren. With the purchase of 47 of the Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. What? I can go to Mar-a-Lago? What? 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 Okay. There's pathetic, and then and then there's dismal. The mugshot edition of his digital trading cards, which aren't actually cards. And again, he says, don't wait, they'll go fast. You buy 47 cards, $99 each. I went to public school, so I can't do that math in my head, but the calculator tells me that's $4,653. You are going to give Donald Trump $4,653 for 47 cartoons of him that only exist online, and then you'll get a piece of cloth that was cut from the suit he wore when he surrendered, which he says is the most historically significant artifact in history. The most historically significant artifact. Indiana Jones is breaking into Mar-a-Lago to go through the vaults to find the most historically significant artifact in history, his ill-fitting, shitty-looking suit. It's a holy relic. Now, look, I know this man has no dignity. He puts his name on everything, on fake colleges and scam charities and bottles of water and steaks but this this he says if you purchase the complete set and give him four thousand six hundred dollars you'll get an invite to a gala dinner with him at mar-a-lago by the way you won't he, he you should see the video of this because first off it just looks like he had a hard time with the prompter i mean the, the editing on this thing this commercial that you just heard has more cuts than the cast of girl interrupted but you don't get an invite to a gala dinner you can win a chance to go to a gala dinner it's a sweepstakes not a guarantee so again if you give donald trump four thousand six hundred dollars he'll give you 47 imaginary pictures a little picture on a piece of cardboard a one inch piece of fabric and a sweepstakes entry to go to his retirement home in florida assuming he still owns it 
by then, and Letitia James hasn't sold it. He has millions. He has billions. But he needs more. This wretched failure of a man is going to sell access to anybody if you'll give me a few bucks and take a piece of my bad business suit so I don't ever have to wear an orange jumpsuit because grifters got a grift <laughs> for a piece of his suit. It, it sounds like the Shroud of Turin. It's more like the sweat stain of Jabba. For a limited time, you can have a chance to win a two by three inch square of the adult diaper I wore the day I surrendered. And at prices like this, well, imagine what I'd sell a classified document for. <laughs> we are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Let's go to the phones before our first break. Hello to Charles in Miami. Thank you for waiting on hold. Charles, you're on Sirius XM Progress. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? <laughs> All right. Um, no, my thing is, I feel so... I'm sorry to go off topic. Which is okay. Donald Trump is great. That's okay. But I just can't get that lady out of my mind. In, in Kate Texas. Cox. Kate Cox, Kate Cox in Texas. Yep. Yep. And her family, the ordeal that she's going through, and basically the the Republicans saying that everything be damned, you know? Um, we're yep. going to stick to our guns, our ideals. Yeah. Well, well, for them, that's this is Christianity. You know, uh, abusing a woman... Uh, pretending you care about a fetus and pretending you're Christian. That's the Republican religion. So, yeah, I mean, to them, that means a lot. <laughs> they have to pretend they're Christian, right? Yeah, but the cat's out the bag. I mean, I, I'm a Christian. And to be honest with you, I, they, they are destroying my, they're destroying the good name of my religion. No, they're and not. They no, they're not. No, no. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but you're, you're you're the real deal. You're the real deal. This, I mean, this woman's doctor said an abortion would be the safest option to preserve her reproductive health so she can have a child in the future. And that's still not good enough for them. These people aren't pro-life, Charles. No, these people are miserable because they lost the election and they want to make you miserable for the whole four years. Yeah. But the thing, I, I think I've called you before and my whole point tonight, John, is basically... They want to burn the witch. Yeah, you're right. That's you're a not, great way to put it. Know, if you're not, if you're not a Republican, if you're not in that circle, you know, how dare you get pregnant in the first place? Because either you're gonna, I mean, either you're gonna have a pregnancy from a, you know, wedlock. Yeah. Or if you're married, you're still going on the government's though. How dare you try, you know, want to be sucking off the the, the tits of the American government? So yeah, any way right. you put it. You gotta go, you know. And, yeah. and, and with women, they they pick a woman to to publicly burn at the stake just to show. It's, it's a it's a fine metaphor. You're right. You're exactly right. These and that's what mediocre men always do. They're terrified. They wor they 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 worship female sexuality, but they hate if they ever get the impression a woman might actually enjoy it. You know, this woman who's practically carrying it. Practically carrying a dead fetus, carrying a dying fetus in her. And, and, and again, this is after the woman with the headless fetus had to leave Louisiana. Uh, this is after the 10-year-old rape victim who was impregnated had to leave Ohio. I mean, they don't have any concern for these mothers. They don't care about their grief. I mean, they know how harmful these abortion bans are to mothers. But they keep running saying, oh, no, this it's not. It's not. You know, this this is not about being cruel to women. We don't want to put women in jail. But these bans are all about women and girls having no authority over their own bodies. And this birth was also sanctified in the holy matrimony. Mother. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. I, I can't take it. I, I I don't know how people can sleep. I, I, I feel like if that was my if that was my wife, I would look for Ken Paxton because there has to be a Second Amendment remedy. I don't give a fuck. No, point. no, no. You don't mean that. You don't mean that. You don't. I, I, you, you. I, I know I, you're a good man, and you don't mean that. Listen, I, I, I hope some of these family members of these women. It's not just one woman that suffered like this. I hope they, you know, because I'm telling you right now, it's it's sickening to think for your ideals, you're willing to sacrifice people, you're willing to sacrifice their childbirth. I mean, their childbirth yep. careers. And out of a, this is an out of wedlock, which they so called you know, hate, and they try They're to ghouls, man. which is still yep. it doesn't matter. But I mean, to go by their rules, this was born. This was born out of matrimony. Amen, Charles. And by the way, this is proof that no one can say both parties are the same anymore. Joe Biden needs to say that he's going to pardon anyone Texas goes after for helping Kate Cox get an abortion. And Democrats need to make this the most famous story in the universe. Thank you so much for your call, sir. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. The great one himself, the Reverend Barry Lynn, is here to freak out the Pharisees. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're at 866-997-4748. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. I'm John Fugel saying, uh, by the way, in the hip hop community, he's known as Lil Drummer Boy. Get that right. All right. I am so pleased to welcome this next guest to our show. I first met this gentleman, Lord, in D.C. when I did a big show with Louis Black and Dick Gregory and Tommy Smothers. And one of the highlights of the night was at the after party event, getting to meet Reverend Barry Lynn, who is uh, everything I pretend to be. Uh, he's the real deal. Ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. He served as the executive director for Americans United for the Separation of Church and State until he retired a couple years back. You might have grown up watching him as I did on PBS NewsHour, Today Show, Nightline, 60 Minutes, every reputable news program you can think of. 
and the O'Reilly Factor, too. Uh, Reverend Barry has been published in the L.A. Times and USA Today and The Nation and The Wall Street Journal, but his memoir is what I'm talking about. His memoir comes in three volumes. It's called Paid to Piss People Off, and the three volumes are called Peace, Porn, and Prayer. It's always a pleasure to welcome Reverend Barry Lynn. Hello, sir. Hello. It's always good to be back with you. You Thank are my you. favorite. Have... You are my favorite talk show host in history. Oh, stop no, it that's now. True. Stop no, it. It's you've true. hung, you've hung with the big ones, man. You've hung with yeah, the big yeah. ones. Come on now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like uh, Laura Ingram. And... Well, let me tell you, they, <laughs> I, they don't they don't give this time slot to amateurs. Barry. I want you to know that this time <laughs> slot is reserved. You got to have got a great. It. it takes the greatest broadcaster in history to do something with this real estate. <laughs> you got um, it. You got happy it. Christmas, yep. Reverend. It's so yep. good to see you. Uh, you know, you know this. A lot of people uh, are very, very concerned and worried and upset. And I'm spending most of my days talking folks off of ledges, trying to tell them that all yep. the polls right now don't really matter. And really, most of the polls don't really matter anymore. But the media needs something. The media needs a horse race. I mean, Reverend, are are you as alarmed as as, as all the news nerds are? No, I'm not, because I think this is a very, very early in the cycle. We know that the pollsters two years ago got everything wrong. There was no giant red wave. And all of a sudden, I think if you look deeply into these polls, you find very interesting things. Now, the one thing I do want to say, and I've said this before on your show, I want to see Donald Trump as a Republican nominee, because if you look at the numbers that Nikki Haley is getting in that famous New York Times poll a couple of weeks ago, where Biden is allegedly behind in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, by four to 10 percentage points, she is doing better than Trump That's does true. in all of oh, those states and, and even wins Wisconsin. So that's the damage. <laughs> and I'll tell yeah. you, when in New Hampshire <laughs> just today, of course, uh, the governor up there, Mr. Sununu, who I'm sure mainly got elected because they thought he was his father, John, you know. That's right. But, That's uh, right. Product and, brand CNN, name loyal product brand name loyalty. Brand, absolutely. Got, got us it's, a war in Iraq with George Bush Barry. <laughs> you you got it. But um the thing about the governor's announcement, when he when he said he wasn't gonna run for president himself, I'm sure in the back of his mind he thought maybe they'll come to me in desperation. And CNN, of course, has treated him for years and years like a kind of reasonable Republican. He is not a reasonable Republican. Nikki Haley isn't either. All you have to do is listen to what she says she would do when she was asked recently after she made her speeches about abortion, where do we don't want to be too harsh? We, we want to be moderate. When she was asked, would you sign a six-week ban on abortion if it came to your desk? She says, of course I would. Of course she would. Of course she would. You know, she's very formidable. And I think that, you know, you you look at the Republican Party and you see the smart people with the money and they're giving it to her. And then you see the dumb people with the power and they're going for Darth Jabba. (laughs) Barry, they're going for comb over Caligula still. (laughs) They certainly are. Um, But, you know, there are some things that Democrats do that I wish they didn't do. For example, this idea of getting Trump off the ballot even in places like Colorado. This is, it's very clever. And I I used to litigate a lot of things that were clever, but too clever by half. (laughs) They don't, they they, they don't, they're not going to win. And in Colorado, there was that 
bizarre determination that although the judge said he did participate in an insurrection, but they said uh, it wasn't clear that the framers of the 14th Amendment intended it to cover a person who was the president of the United States. In other words, any other officer, if you were an officer uh, in the military, you were an officer in Congress, then it covered you and it said you were ineligible to run again, mm -hmm. but not the president. That's goofy. And the uh, the organization, the nonprofit that brought that suit is appealing that decision. Yeah. But yeah. but in other states, they they didn't even bother. They didn't go that far. They said, you know, in Wisconsin, they said, now we're not going to do that. They also this, remember, is generally framed as a do you allow Donald Trump to be on the on the uh, ballot yes. in the primary and that nobody has dealt with the fundamental question. Well, what if you could? Couldn't he still make a new argument? And I think he could, sadly, that <laughs> yeah, but he, he should be on the ballot for the general election. So yeah. this is a, this is just a case. This is the kind of thing. It sounds good. It's it's smart. But what it results in is two things. Number one, Trump raises money about it. He raises so much exactly. money about it. And, and then secondly, you wonder, what is he going to do? What how does this embolden his supporters beyond just giving them money? But when it looks like there really is a mass movement to keep him off the ballot. It's just not a yeah. message. It's it's not a good message for I'm, Democrats. I'm not listen, don't need to I'm do so it. with you. So with you, uh, Reverend. First off, I'm I'm not into feeding Donald Trump's victimhood. That helps him. You know, just like if he gets thrown in jail for a weekend, he's going to fundraise a million dollars off of it if of it does course. happen. I'm I'm not into feeding of his course. martyr complex. No. Uh, also, you know, I I, I if, if Democrats are going to be coming out and saying that we are the party fighting for democracy and the Republicans are trying to take democracy away. You don't want to see Democrats depriving Americans of being able to vote for the person they want to vote for. You can't be the pro-democracy party while stripping other people of it. And I say this, no. Reverend, knowing it's a fact. <laughs> Donald Trump is disqualified. He should be taken off the ballot. Course, I, morally, course. legally, yes. But yep. I don't want him to be. And the biggest reason, of course, is politically, I, I want to see him lose. I want him to be the nominee. Sure. And I want to see if he can tie William Jennings Bryan as losing yeah. the U.S. popular vote three times. He's the three only time. man alive who could do it. <laughs> but you mentioned Nikki Haley. You know, Sununu just endorsed her in, in yep. Uh, yep. New Hampshire. And here's the wacky thing. New Hampshire is one of those states where anybody who's an independent voter, and that's the majority in New Hampshire, can vote in the primary. So it's very conceivable that a bunch of angry Democrats who are mad they don't get to vote for Joe Biden first anymore. I mean... Yep. What's to stop people from showing up in New Hampshire and making sure that Nikki Haley is the winner or even if they're clever, Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. is the winner, which I'd like <laughs> exactly. to Exactly. Yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Because then he could insult everyone on a regular basis. Now, here's the thing. This is the other thing that I you may not agree with. Um, okay. I think that Joe Biden is not looking very healthy in the last month. Mm -hmm. Even even today, when he's talking about Zelensky and why we need to send more uh, funds to Ukraine, he just doesn't 
he doesn't appear to be excited about much of anything. He seemed tired today. He's he's 81. He I mean, I I read yeah. the words he said, and I was like yeah. really fascinated. Absolutely. And then when I actually saw the performance, so I'm like, okay, so so Granddad needs yeah. a nap. I, I get it. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah, but when I say that, you look at Trump, who's only what two two years younger. But he does when he gives those speeches out that are covered uniformly, not always by CNN or MSNBC, but by all of the kind of low rent conservative networks. He does look like he's got a fire in the belly. And Joe Biden doesn't do that. Many like a year ago, I think on this show, I said that I thought the best thing that could happen. Let let Gavin Newsom. I know. uh, I know. I talked to a lot of Democrats feel the same way. But but if you watch that, you probably were on the air at the time. But the debate that Fox had between Gavin Newsom Wasn't and Ron DeSantis, I mean, Loved it. It, this led me to believe that anarchy was probably the answer, because I thought that Gavin Newsom really should have been prepared for every one of those statistics that he knew was going to come up. And I was very surprised that he didn't. He had answers, but they were very convoluted. He didn't just mm. go right to the core of it. But now, and I think you absolutely, you cannot dump Kamala Harris from you the can't. ticket. Cannot, cannot. But and there's no reason to. About, there isn't, except what if you could convince Biden and Kamala Harris to say, we've got other things to do. And then you put somebody in like uh, the woman. Like from, who? Uh, well, the, Georgia's. Uh, the woman in Georgia who was so popular two Stacey years Abrams? ago. Stacey, Stacey Abrams? Abrams. So Stacey Abrams is really good at getting people organized. And I, I think she would help with minority voters. Wait, do you mean are... make Stacey Abrams the nominee for president? No, no. Oh. Put Gavin Newsom in and then okay. put Stacey Abrams in as the <laughs> uh, as the vice president. Here's now, my question. Uh, can, yeah. I, can I ask a question about this? Because here, here's my problem with all this. Look, I understand yeah. Joe Biden is older than rocks. I get it. Um, <laughs> the, you know, Gavin Newsom is probably the best bet. I actually thought I get what you say about the, the details, but uh, I, I thought he made it look easy against Ron DeSantis yeah, the other night. Did. And I thought he managed to set up a format where he was allowed to deliver more truth on Fox News than any yep. individual has done <laughs> in the last year. Um, Absolutely. My whole thing with replacing by first off, you can't replace Kamala Harris on the ticket. Uh, The only way you replace Kamala Harris is if, let's say, God willing, Clarence Thomas or Alito leave the Supreme Court and you offer the vice president a lifetime appointment because she is very young and would serve for a long time. That's the only way. And even then, I I, kind of want her to stay because I'm so tired of people who never said anything about Al Gore or Walter Mondale or George Bush or Mike Pence's performance, Joe Biden's performance. The vice president's job is to hang around in case someone dies. But when it's a woman of color, oh, people are not happy with the job she's doing. (laughs) I mean, I don't even like Kamala Harris that much. And they have radicalized me for Kamala Harris. Absolutely. The same with me. I mean, I was very disturbed about her early record in early record in the Senate. She was too much of favor of the death penalty, for example. But but, you know, she grows. I wish that Biden had given her something to do other than work on guns. He has the border, the border issues as well. well, And and, I mean, I don't know why she's not out in the front for Roe v. Wade. I don't know why we're not seeing her on TV about Kate Cox every minute of the day. Kate Cox is one of the great possibilities for a 
a turnover when we get to the Senate, because the Senate is being treated like a lost cause by most of the pundits. And it shouldn't be. I'd like Kate, Kate Cox polls. could be the nominee at this point. Maybe she could get do better. <laughs> she, in the, for me, it's, with, it's, with it's, Gavin it's Newsom Rev, with Gavin yeah. Newsom Rev, it says I think he's probably the best, but it always comes down to. Who is going to be able to get the 270 electoral votes and do a better job than Joe Biden has done with a divided Congress? I I don't have another name. I don't have a second name, Barry. No, I don't either. I I don't either. But I do think that we're assuming and because the media is assuming that although there's a small chance that the House might flip to the Democrats, the Senate is a lost cause. And I it's don't a pretty agree good with chance, that. I think. It's a pretty good chance the House will flip to the Democrats, especially yeah. after the news in New York State today. Absolutely. New York State, their Court of Appeals, which in most states would be called the Supreme Court, says says to the legislature, you have got to rewrite the uh, the boundaries for your congressional districts. And the Democrats had done it last time and it was repudiated because it was too extreme. But I understand there is a better way to do this so that they could still enhance Democrats likelihood of gaining four seats in New York. Yeah. And that's a lot of seats. That's a You're lot. Exactly of seats. Right. You're so exactly right. You're exactly right. If you look at that, and then you look at the other crazy things that people are doing in the House. Comer, <laughs> the guy start. who runs the over, Oversight yeah. Committee, he says that, uh, I, I just wrote this down a few minutes ago. Uh, he, what did he say today? He said, um, low IQ Americans just don't understand my investigation of that's impeachment. Great. Yeah, yes. but that's the kind the of thing you want. Insult yeah, the majority more. You just got to do that. And, and that, before we even get to the speaker, Mike Johnson. Now, here's something I posed (laughs) (laughs) on Facebook about a week ago, uh, and my own wife doesn't agree with this, but I think it was a mistake for the Democrats to bail out Mike Johnson on the spending bills to keep the government functioning. All but two Democrats voted for that package. Yeah. They got nothing for it. And uh, well, they did. If the government had shut uh, down, they would have been blamed. They would have they would have been blamed and Trump would have fundraised off it. I don't I think that the Democrats could have been capable of spinning this as they have the majority. They did need a two thirds vote on that because of the way it came up. But I mean, you you've got to um, they've got to be able to make that case and they bail him out and then they turn him into a kind of icon. The public goes. Well, look, he was able to do this. He was able to save the country. There's a lot of pain that would be caused. And normally I would never have said that, except it is Mike Johnson. Now, Mike Johnson <laughs> worked for, for two two right-wing organizations that Americans United used to litigate against all the time. One is the Alliance Defending Freedom. Mm-hmm. It used to be called the Alliance Defense Fund. I'm not sure why they changed it. But And, and uh, another group called the First Liberty Institute. I used to be on TV with those people, and we used to litigate mm-hmm. against them all the time. But here is a guy who, if you balance the damage he could do if he had a Senate and a president and the wacky ideas that he has. It's not just that he said when he thought he was off mic that God had told him we were preparing for a Red Sea moment as if he would he would be designated as the next Moses. 
he literally the called himself Moses. <laughs> Barry, the spiritual vanity of this man, the of vanity. I mean, but the, the spiritual narcissism of this man. But notice once again, notice once again, he's <laughs> Moses. He's not Jesus. <laughs> no, These guys will never not. talk about Jesus. They'll always put the Ten no. Commandments on the courthouse or school wall, but never <laughs> yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. No, no, no. That's, uh, that would be uh, introducing religion into the public sphere. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. But look, this guy, is he's not just a little bad, and it's not just that he thinks of himself as Moses and that he thinks God directly told him that he was in that place. In fact, in the first interview he did with Sean Hannity after he became speaker, he talked about in very direct ways, most people hide from being considered Christian nationalists. Johnson doesn't. He's always said that. And now he's saying yep. it even in this position of extraordinary power. Ooh. And it's not and it's not just that he's quote, second in line for the presidency, but it's this is a guy who believes when he when Hannity asked him, well, how, how do people find out your position on issues? He said, take the Bible off the shelf, look at yeah. it. And that's the basis for my positions now. Oh, OK. Yeah, uh, I opened yeah. up to where Lot has sex with his two daughters. That's the part I opened it up to. Yeah. I opened well, it up to gonna... where you're supposed to kill your children if they're disobedient. Exactly. Well, I was thinking more of uh, I'd open it up to where that mathematical constant pi is in the Bible is exactly three. Now, I used to fly all the time. I didn't want to get on an airplane that was engineered by somebody who engineered the gears to a three as the mathematical constant, because that's not going to make for an airplane. The good news, it might not take off. Bad news, it might start. And then the gears would lock up and then it would crash. You mm. can't, you cannot read the Bible. You know this. You can't. Re it is not a history book. It is not. No. It is not a moral treatise. It doesn't read that way. Yeah, and it's parts certainly, of it, but overall, no. Well, yeah. no. And it's not a math or science book. Let's face it. No, no it's the shocking <laughs> truth. But he does believe that. And when it comes down to LGBTQ issues, the pain that he would cause if his policies, as he's articulated them for the last decade and a half, if they were the law of the United States, LBGT people would be considered abominations. They would be considered people who could be transformed through, yes. uh, you know, this yes. pseudo therapy, the pain, torture, Reverend torture. It's uh, conversion it, therapy it is, is torture. It yeah. is torture. And um, the other thing about, you know, with women, I mean, he he would prefer a complete ban on not just on abortion, but on contraception, because he took oh, the position during, yeah, because most abortions or most contraceptives in the view of him and, you know, 12 other people are abortifacients. They induce abortion. He believes that. And this is what we saw in Texas just two days yep. ago. Oh, listen, I think he'd stand up for banning women from talking in church. Reverend, we got to hit a break. Will you stay okay. with us after the break? I, I sure for some, some final. Absolutely. I want to talk to you about movies I got to see as well. All right. Okay. Back in just a moment with Reverend Barry Lynn and your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress After Dark, and we will be right back.
We're back with Reverend Barry Lynn. Barry, before the break, it wouldn't be a real appearance on the show if I didn't ask you uh, what movies people have to see. Holidays are coming up. The Oscar films yes. are coming out. I mean, there's not a lot this year because of the strike, but there's still some great yep. ones. What? What? Uh, you, you see everything. What do you? You're I, like God. You see. You see. You see all. So <laughs> I, I see all. Um, I love the holdovers. A lot of people haven't seen Loved it, it, but it's Loved now it. even, it's even streaming on one of the. Loved it. Might be service. my favorite film of the year, Barry. Yep. Might be my favorite. Definitely my favorite live action film of the year. I loved it. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is superb as this uh, teacher at a uh, a private high school, and the biggest surprise perhaps was divine joy randolph she plays the lunch lady african-american and they she is superb in it and i think she's an early favorite for the oscar for supporting actress she's amazing but she's also in another extraordinary film that nobody has seen called ruskin about bayard ruskin that's right now on netflix yeah now on netflix that is brilliant and my connection with baird ruskin is very tangential somebody wrote a book about him and i was doing a radio show where i interviewed authors and i was on a couple of stations in california and the next day i get a call from baird ruskin's longtime partner who survived baird uh, and baird was controversial because first of all he worked in the peace movement yeah and arguably convinced Martin Luther King to take on the responsibility of acting and speaking out against the war in Vietnam. And Baird was gay. And that was a no, no. That is, it it is hard for people to understand just how devastating it was in the fifties and sixties to be gay, even in a big city, there just were no places to gather. And I don't think, and I just, um, I got an award in Washington from um, the principal gay rights group there. And uh, just when they gave me the thing, just talking to the guys about what it was like, the fear that they had. And I mean, the 1960s, incredible. I mean, to be gay and black in the 60s. Yeah. I'm sorry, Barry. We have like a minute left. Go ahead. Yeah, Oppenheimer is great. I must say, Flower Moon, I can't even remember the name of it. I watched it. I wanted to love it. And I loved Lily Gladstone, but yeah. I'll tell you, the more I think about it, the less I like it. It just, the fraction of the book, the book is so much better. I, know. I just was disappointed. Reverend, and we I are asked, out of, t- okay. go ahead. Yeah, we're out no, of time, but thank you. you. You got a lot Absolutely. of good ones. What is, uh, how do we follow you, Reverend Barry? How do we keep up with you on social media? Is BarryWLynn.com. And uh, thank you so that, much. You can find all kinds of stuff there. Thank- Great. Barry, Merry Christmas to you and your family. It's great to see you. Quick break. We'll be right back in the next hour with your calls and Professor Harvey Kay throwing some socialism and four freedoms in your face. This is Progress. I'm John Fugel saying this is SiriusXM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. We're going to be joined by our good friend, Professor Harvey Kay, in just a moment. Really quick, let's get to the phone. Some of y'all been on hold for quite a while. Nicole in Texas, thank you so much for waiting. You're on SiriusXM. Good evening. Hello, John, my poetic pugilist of petulant Hello, peons. How are you tonight? goddess. How are you? How, uh, are you tired from classing up Texas all day? Are you tired from karmically balancing out that entire state with your wonderfulness? What's going on? You know the president of the delegation of the Step Head Army of the Night is always on the job. So I just Very wanted nice. to point out that we are in the middle of Advent season. 
Yes. So for all these evangelicals running around here uh, worshiping a baby, I don't think that baby fell out the back of a turnip truck or out of a unicorn. <laughs> They're even calling it baby cocks, which is just so incredibly hurtful to the mother to me. I can't even believe it. And saying things like, oh, there's other alternatives. There's other alternatives. The only alternative is having the government force this woman to give birth to a child that will live a agonizingly short life filled with pain before a swift death. And maybe she won't be able to ever conceive a child again. That's what they're fighting for because they don't care about women or babies. They care about power and they've had an entire lifetime to think the way you get power is talk a good game about being against abortion. That is so true. So I just want to leave everybody with a little note during this Advent season when you start hearing Please. these crazy people. When people tell you they speak to God, that is about mm-hmm. a personal relationship. When they tell you they speak for God, you need to start walking in the other direction. Come on Amen. down. It's Princess Tiana. I got this gumbo waiting on you. I love you. Love and light. I'm listening. Tell, tell you work wife. We waiting on them. <laughs> oh, Princess Tiana. Wow. Yes, I'll, I'll be your frog any yes, day. This gumbo is waiting <laughs> on you, boo. I love you. Y'all have a good holiday, babe. Oh, man. For you, I turn into a New York City gumbo fiend, madam. Thank you very much for the call. 866-997-4748. Let me go to Lance in Texas. A lot of calls from Texas tonight. God bless y'all. Uh, Lance, welcome. You're on Sirius XM. Hi there. Hey, Lance. Hi. Yeah, um, this uh, Mike Johnson character, the, the thing that, into what he's up to, forget all the fascist stuff, forget all the forced birth stuff. I mean, you throw a rock on Capitol Hill, you're at 10 Republicans who believe in all that garbage. It's true. The, the, the election denials. This is a guy who wants, and he said this in public, I'm not making this up, I don't have enough imagination to make this up. He wants <laughs> his own son spy on him if he ever gets the urge to give it the old five-knuckle shuffle. Yep. Oh, yeah. That is, That's it. That is, that is Ned Beatty scene and deliverance level disturbing. Could you imagine being it's a dis- fly on the wall of that house? Yeah, but you have Could to you consider that. But but consider your if you're in Mike Mike Johnson's community, they think that sounds wonderful because it's more or less. A father and a son agreeing to be porn buddies. More or less, you know, if I look at porn, you'll know. And if you look at porn, I'll know. When you get past how weird that is that he would do that with his child, I, I can understand maybe, you know, you want to you want to build a bridge to your kid. But it, porn is that important. All right. All right. There's other values, I think, the Bible mentions. But if that's what you want to do. But this is the same exact program that that Duggar guy was using. When he was molesting children, and he found a way around it. So again, even this, the whole program, the app they're using, is a fraud. It's just creepy stuff they do for show because they can't actually fight for the things Jesus talked about because then they'd be called woke. Do you know what's really wacky? It makes, it makes Ted Cruz commemorating 9-11 by whacking off to a secondhand porno clip on Twitter and then blaming it on his staff. Mm. That makes him seem almost normal. You lost the me way, there. You know what, no, folks? not not enough. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> pay, pay for your porn. Pay for your porn, folks. They Why? don't just do it for free. And it's oh, unethical. If it's unethical to download regular movies without paying mm-hmm. for them, it's wrong mm-hmm. to do it with the dirty ones too. Keep well, Alexis Texas employed, and Lexi <laughs> Bell, and Olive Glass, and Julia Ann, and Kylie wow. Ireland. Okay, I I got it. Dana <laughs> at, at at some point, at, 
at, at some point, you, you, you shouldn't know the names of that many porn actors. At some point, there should be a cutoff, right? Like, I think I can name, I think I can name two people. Give me a break. Those are just the redheads. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I, I applaud you, but... Mike Johnson's a weirdo. Don't let that creep. Please, folks, you've got to vote for Democrats in your own. Don't vote for these soft Republicans and say, well, he's not so bad. They enable the creeps like Mike Johnson to go in and to force women to carry a fetus for nine months. You're right. It's going to kill her. You're right. Don't take the I agree with you completely. I just hope you don't mind if I decline to shake your hand. I wash regularly. Come on. Not good enough. Sorry, dude. I have too much information already. But hey, thanks. It's good to know. I, I, I'm I glad to know as much about your hobbies as I do. Thank you so much. It is now my great pleasure to welcome our guest to this hour. I really admire this man. Uh, I learn from him every time. And he's one of those guys who just makes it look easy to bring passion and guts and compassion and intellect all at the same time. Harvey Kay made a career at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, where he taught American history, politics, and society, served as the director of that university's Center for History and Social Change. He's the author and editor of many, many books, including The American Radical, Are We Good Citizens, uh, Thomas Paine and the Promise of America, and here, let me give you a little hint here. You want to look for a great book you can give as a history gift to the smart, moral person in your life? Get Professor Harvey Kay's The Fight for the Four Freedoms, What Made FDR and the Greatest Generation Truly Great. Harvey's so great, they even reissued his first book, British Marxist Historians. Professor Kay, what a pleasure to welcome you back to SiriusXM. Good evening. Thank you. I don't know if I need to be here any longer now that we've had the introduction and praised me like that. <laughs> well, listen, we, they, they don't give this job to chimps. The nice thing is I only get to have guests that I really, really like. And so uh, I like to be your hype man. Uh, but you have well, it's, it's, to say, it's, I mean, it's great to see you again. It's been a, quite a while compared to the many, many times I used to be showing up here. Oh, well, I don't know why that is, but you're always I, welcome I, here. Let's blame Chris or say it, right? Oh, so you're mad about something, Harvey? Were you? No, you no, like sorry, you were, sorry, no. I don't mean to say. Were mad. you kept that's out of the loop that. or something? No, you're 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 always welcome here. I'm I'm, I'm oh, that's, I that's don't sweet. know that's why. Great. That that's, that's okay. Uh, but no, I think you're you're someone who you know. We always say you're, you're a champion of an economic bill of rights <laughs> because that was FDR's mission to save democracy and to save a free democracy. And I mean, you are to me the greatest standard bearer of his messages, his core messages of the four freedoms and of an economic bill of rights, which was his dream when he died. Yeah. And I have to report that since I think it was about a year or so ago when, when I came on and maybe with Alan Minsky to talk about the economic bill of rights, we've been, we've been working hard. And I can say that, uh, in certain states, the state of uh, West Virginia, the Democratic Party there is on the verge of embracing the idea of an economic bill of rights. The Democratic Party of Massachusetts has already done so. In a number of states, Democrats are realizing that they had the, 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 one of the greatest presidents, FDR, and one of his greatest ideas include, beyond the four freedoms was to actually turn the four freedoms into reality for Americans by proposing an economic bill of rights which has yet to come to be, but it hadn't died when he died. Uh, Right through the the 50s, there were those who carried on the idea. In 1960, the Democratic Party actually modeled its platform along the lines of his call for an economic Bill of Rights back in the 60s. Uh, A. Philip Randolph, the great labor and civil rights leader, proposed the Freedom Budget. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968, not long before the very tra- his, his tragic death, you know, by assassin, 
an assassin in Memphis, he called for an economic bill of rights for all Americans. Bernie Sanders returned to the subject in 2016 and 2020. Elizabeth Warren in 2020 spoke to that. Uh, Marianne Williamson, our friend, has been Mm -hmm. on the campaign trail now calling for an economic bill of rights. And the fact is that there are possibilities. But I do want to say, and this is important because it seems like a long shot, in 1944, when FDR went before the nation in the State of the Union message and actually proposed an economic bill of rights, it was almost immediately embraced by both, well, they were separate labor federations at the time, both the AFL and the CIO, and they both campaigned for that economic bill of rights and for FDR. Now, today, it's not likely we're going to hear it. That would be great if uh, Joe Biden all of a sudden came out for it, the Democratic Party placed it at the front of its platform. But wouldn't it be good to see with this resurgence of labor that we've seen from, you know, from the UAW and the Teamsters to the organizing efforts at Amazon and Starbucks, all that energy, if the labor movement would place the Economic Bill of Rights at the forefront of its ambitions and aspirations. Because seriously speaking, as they propel themselves, they can also propel the Democratic Party. And And the fact is, the fact is that so many Americans the majority of Americans, just as they did in 1944, would like to see those rights provided to all. Let's, you know, we're talking about health care. We're talking about um, an education, free public higher education. I hesitate to use the word free. The point is public higher education, as far as your abilities can take you, a comfortable, a decent home, a guaranteed food security. Um, I mean, there, there are ten in the guaranteed, list gave. I don't guaranteed food security. Would you ever believe that Christians are the ones keeping us from having guaranteed food security in this country? Yeah, get a job, there, children. These are strange days. Very. I mean, we know they're always strange days, but it does seem strange when, in fact, a nation that it provides that literally produces more food than anywhere in the world, a nation that prided its prided and could still pride itself on being the richest nation on earth that there are folks, powerful folks, as well as folks who don't have much power, but somehow buy into those who, who do, that, yes. that they refuse to extend the, the most basic necessities to their fellow citizens, the kinds of necessities that could make America generally wealthier. and Wealthy not only in a material sense, but in a spiritual sense, and a moral sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, shocking. Yeah, but Harvey, when you say, when you say make America wealthier... There's certain people some Americans don't want to see get wealthier. I mean, that's what's driving all of this. They've always used racism to break up organized working people. It's always worked. They do it to this day. It's how yeah. they broke up the unions. You know this is what we're up against because they'll use the xenophobia. They'll use the fear. I mean, divide and conquer is the history of the ruling oligarch class in America. And this is something I've learned from you. Yeah, no, I mean, that really is the case. And sometimes they'll turn it all on, on its head. So all of a sudden you have uh, Republicans who are claiming they're going to be the champions uh, in the battle against anti-Semitism, even as their own leaders are having dinner or partying with the likes of uh, neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. But you mentioned the unions, and I got to say, Professor, you've got to feel really good about the strides organized labor has made this year. We weren't expecting anything like this, anything like this. And then we see so many organized labor success stories. Sean Fain is a rock star. I mean, look at the SAG and the Screen Actors Guild. And for the first time in history, the first time in history, a sitting American president has joined a union picket line. I I, got to ask you, how do you feel about all of this? And does it represent real progress to me it seems like including the starbucks people who are who are going on strike it's it's really grassroots none of this is coming from the president this is all coming from working people until eventually the leaders it's astounding because we're seeing we're seeing as as we were saying before we're seeing organizing at the grassroots i mean you can't get much more grassroots than the than the young folks at starbucks fighting for their rights to organize unions. And they're doing this in hundreds of locations around the country. The tragedy is that they have to go location to location in their organizing efforts and that they can't just you know, do it on a national scale. The struggle of the UAW, the struggle of, uh, you mentioned SAG-AFTRA, the writer's strike. I mean, it's both organizing and striking efforts. And even as we speak, even as we speak, there are efforts underway to organize at Toyota, and at Honda, I mean, it's, yeah, as a labor unionist for many years in the American Federation of Teachers, now on the Retiree Council, I, I think as exciting as can be. Yes, this is this is exciting. And what makes it all the more exciting is the possibility of it literally, of a, of a kind of unity, a kind of sort of unity amongst labor and progressives to demand that the kinds of things these unionists are organizing to fight for can be extended to those who are not even yet organized. This is Sirius XM Progress. Our guest is Professor Harvey Kay, and we're taking your calls at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Uh, Professor Kay, I, I have to, I got to bring something up to you, and uh, I'm not really comfortable doing it. It gives me no pleasure to do this, but, you know, for a long time, You've been coming on this show, I think, since 2015, the first year we were on the air. Um, We've had a really good time over the years talking about uh, the dimmest senator in the U.S. Congress, (laughs) Wisconsin's own Ron Johnson, uh, who is dumber than a box of dildos. And uh, I've enjoyed how I've interviewed him once when I was at CNN. I was astonished. I couldn't tell if he was being dumb or if he was just really evil and acting dumb to get the rubes to go along with him. But either way, it's been a very comfortable source of humor for a really long time. And I I hate to say this, Harvey, but I got to say, I... I kind of think Tommy Tuberville may have dethroned Wisconsin's own Ron Johnson as the dimmest member of the U.S. Senate. <laughs> you know, it's a tough call. I know. Debate, you know, it's, it's it's really it's it's you know I was watching watching this the Tuberville thing going on and on. By the way, it's a, it's a same name Tuberville, right? I mean, it's it, in the sense of like, you know, at first I thought he was at first. You know what? First time I heard it, I thought, no, the guy's name was Tommy too. He was the, the choreographer on in Bro- on Broadway, wasn't he? And then I realized yeah. it was it wasn't that same man. Yeah, no, it, it's astonishing <laughs> that he. And by the way, Tommy Toon really Tommy Toon really lived in New York. Tommy Tuberville hasn't lived in Alabama in twenty years. But go on, please. <laughs> well said, well said. No, it's amazing that he could, that could he could have held up all of those appointments to the point of threatening national security. Because of his own particular, you know, his, his, his desire to, to end the policy in the military to allow young women a uh, right to an abortion. I mean, what, what yeah. can we say, right? 
But the thing with Johnson well, to, to allow to really, allow women serving in the U.S. armed forces, to allow women who have pledged to risk their lives for this country, yeah. but they do not get to decide what happens with their body. Tommy Tuberville decides it and he will punish the entire U.S. armed forces. I mean, Harvey, when you get beyond the misogyny and the revoltingly fake Christianity, what scares me the most about that is that Tommy Tuberville doesn't care about any of that stuff, doesn't care about abortion. Yeah. He's doing this. So Donald Trump can fill all the military leadership positions with loyal, obedient flunkies. That's yeah. what scares me the most about it. Well, I mean, he's in essence, he's doing what McConnell wanted to do on the Supreme Court, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know how Ron Johnson's going to keep up with all this. I mean, the, the the bar has been raised, but can I can I play this clip that uh, okay. you shared this <laughs> earlier today? Um, I, I think Ron Johnson must want to keep the title because it's one thing to be the dimmest member of Congress. It's another to have your ass kicked on CNN by Caitlin Collins. Chris, if you would. Sells out of a nuisance lawsuit. They They agreed to get to settle a nuisance lawsuit that never should have been brought. So you think it's fine that someone... There's a travesty of justice. You think it's fine that someone who who tried to overturn a legitimate election is still on a board Democrat electors have done that repeatedly. Democrats have done... Which Democrats one? have done the same thing. In, Republicans in Wisconsin, have never tried there's to criminalize been it. fake slates of electors? No, it's, it's happened in different states. I, Which I, ones, I didn't come sir? prepared to give you the exact states, but it's happened. it's happened repeatedly. It has happened repeatedly. Just go check the books. Which um. books? <laughs> I mean, there have been alternate slates of electors by Democrat uh, electors in our history. Again, I, you didn't. This wasn't what this interview is going to be about. I'll, I'll come and I'll provide you the <laughs> information. But I'm okay. absolutely I look forward about to. That. I look forward to your office sending that information. We'll publish it if it's if we'll it's accurate. That. Senator Ron Johnson. Uh, Harvey, I got to say, I think that if Ron Johnson had been up for election after the repeal of Roe v. Wade, it might have been a different senator representing your state, especially oh. after we saw the way young people turned out for the Wisconsin Supreme Court vote this summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, it was hard to believe to begin with that he ever could beat Russ Feingold. That that floored us oh. Okay, back oh. when, when that happened. It still it just just it really did. But you're right. I mean, we, we, we got that seat. We filled that seat with a liberal on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. There's likelihood that we could possibly undo the apportion, you know, the reapportionment that they pulled and to, to control the state right through the rest of history if they could. Um, and in fact, right now, so far, we've been able to protect a woman's right to choose. But, you know, I mean, these Republicans are, you know, how did I put it today? He may, he may not be quite as bad as McCarthy. But man, he's not only stupid, fabulously stupid, but he's truly Incredible. vile, truly vile. You know, I came to the state of Wisconsin with the idea that I was in this, you know, in this progressive state. I know we had the McCarthy period and all of that, but this was a progressive state. This was a state that in the early 1900s, Robert La Follette, who was in many ways the most significant figure of the progressive movement in the first part of the 20th century, and his his son, who was in the 1930s, one of the most, if not the most progressive senator in 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 washington it just astounds me to, to think that i'm living in a state that had such a great progressive history and and somehow it, now we have a progressive senator with tammy baldwin and we yeah. have this utterly reactionary fool 
at the same time. I mean, it's part of the contradictions of America these days. That's it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But look at look at how Wisconsin is self-correcting here and there. I mean, these rat bastard fake electors in your state finally last week admitted Joe Biden won. They admitted they tried to overturn the election. And some of these rat bastard fake electors in your state are now facing criminal charges. I mean, it does kind of seem like justice will come to the top in the end. Yeah. I mean, in fact, it's always conceivable that Ron Johnson decided to stay in the Senate for, in, in hopes that, that he would never have to face uh, a judge and jury. <laughs> That'd be lovely if it could happen. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Professor, it's been so long since you've been here. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about um, the debacle that is the American Speaker of the House. Uh, we somehow oh. had Kevin McCarthy, who was the maybe the most ineffectual speaker in history, and now somehow he has given way to the most right-wing Speaker of the House in any of our lifetimes, a man who supports reparative gay therapy, who is two heartbeats away from the White House. Uh, if you have yeah, any he, thoughts he, he on the current state. He wants state. to lay claim to Jesus and Moses. He's, he's really, uh, you know, didn't he, he tell people that, you know, he was going to be the, he was going to be America's new Moses. Yeah, he did say it. Yeah. Uh, with all humility, he said it. <laughs> with all humility. <laughs> with all humor. You know, you know, I, I, I mean, this is still the party of Nick Fuentes. And, and to me, I, I saw that you had retweeted something about him earlier. I mean, this is this guy is like someone who actually came out and said that all non-Christians should face the death penalty. And this is someone who had Thanksgiving dinner with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago last year. And he's still talking about great replacement theory, about white genocide. And it just doesn't stick. I can tell you that if the president of Harvard or the president of Penn <laughs> University ever, ever had dinner with Nick Fuentes, they wouldn't be working anywhere anymore. You know, when I, it's hard to, I, Jesus, in 1973 to 76, I was doing my PhD at Louisiana State University. And I had the distinct pleasure and dishonor of meeting David Duke, who was at that time also a graduate student at LSU. Yeah. He had been in the American Nazi party. He was a, you know, a wizard of one of the clan oh, currents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought to myself, Oh my God, it, America is going to transcend all of this. That was, I, I was convinced it seemed inconceivable to me. On the one hand, I was convinced we were going to have Medicare by 1980, not Medicare, but Medicare for all by Right. Of course. Okay. Universal healthcare, but it would not have occurred to me that we would ever have returned to a situation in the United States in which anti-Semitism was on the rise, in which Christians would use Christianity against their fellow citizens. Now, un un unbelievable. Yeah, just shocking. Professor Harvey Kay, it is always a great pleasure to have you with us. Let's not make it so long next time, please. Uh, what is the best way for our listeners to follow you, sir, and keep up with all your doings? I'm very glad you haven't quit Twitter. I'm really glad you're still there, knocking heads. And I am not going to give angry. Elon Musk any pleasure in knowing that folks like me are unwilling to stand where we first if you like, when public on, on these kinds of questions. Well, I still see you but, there. There's about 400 racists and anti-Semites and homophobes and Islamophobes in the way. But when you get them out of the way, I can still see you there. <laughs> and I see you, too. And I, and I do want to say again, thank you. It's great. To, it was great. I'm glad you asked me to come on. I hope we can do it more regularly in the coming sure. year. Sure, of Absolutely. course, Harvey. 
Thank you so much, Professor. It's really a great pleasure. Everyone needs to buy The Fight for the Four Freedoms. It's a wonderful book and makes a great holiday gift for the smart, moral person in your life by Professor Harvey K. Okay, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls. This is Progress. Progress. 